Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to the Going Going Gooner podcast. We ain't apologizing for nothing today. The, the plain and simple truth is that we suck. So clearly, Alvin listened to the episode. No, he did. I have no doubt. What makes you think more instability is what this club needs right now? Most likely will make one of the best Netflix documentaries since Firefest. The Going Going Gooner podcast is brought to you by your party station, Z89. Welcome back to the Going Going Gooner podcast, episode 63. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter at GGGoonerPod. I am Kyle, obviously joined by Arjun. We are back, episode 63, doing more transfer discussions here in the Premier League and Arsenal, obviously, as we always have to each episode. A lot has both happened and not happened, Arjun, in the past week or so since we last recorded episode 62. It has been a lot of talk, a lot of this player is going somewhere, a lot of here we goes, not a lot of official business done, kind of waiting for a lot of things to happen. Uh, So let's get listeners caught up. Let's start with Arsenal, obviously. A few moves that have happened or are set to happen. Let's chat about it. Yeah, so... on the Arsenal side, um, last week was really, really busy. We were trying to get caught up on every rumor we had heard. Um, in the last week, um, it's just been about three players, Gabriel Jesus, Lisandro Martinez, and Rafinha. So we'll start with Gabriel Jesus because his deal is done. Yes. Fully done. Here we go, confirmed. Um, he's been seen at London Colney um, at, 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 like with the players touring the facilities. He He's got, a, yeah. in London. He signed. The announcement is just pending, and it's probably going to be um, a couple hours before we post this, actually. Yeah, around the time this episode it. drops, yeah. there will be a Gabriel. We hope there will be a Jesus announcement. If yes. there's not, expect it, expect it on Friday is kind of yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, so that is the Gabriel Jesus. His deal is done. I think the final um, fee was around – 45 million um, for uh, Jesus, which in in this striker market is really, really solid, especially for a player reaching his prime. Gabriel Jesus is 25 years old. Agreed. Um, And we're going to discuss another Brazilian transferring in the Premier League who is going for a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. So with Gabriel Jesus, uh, the the deal honestly took a little bit of of, of convincing for me Um, just because – I he's like a fox in the box type player. I think I think he's got the most goals in Premier League history without scoring one from outside the box. Um, that's a stat I saw, I think, on Opta. Um, but it, regardless, he's someone that I think will fit our system. He's someone that will benefit from the service that that our wingers give and that definitely Martin Odegaard will give him too. Um, and hopefully also Fabio Vieira. Um the fee, not upset with it at all. As I was saying, in the striker market, I mean, Darwin Nunez was bought for £100 million, uh, pounds, I believe. And uh, Erling Holland was bought for much less just because of the terms of his contract, but he's being paid a lot. So Erling Holland would go for yeah. north of 100 some odd million. He would clear the, the nine-figure mark without question. Yes. And, and while Nunez and Holland are both younger and probably have higher ceilings than Jesus, this is a great deal for Arsenal. Um, 
he's going to be a big part of this side. He's going to be our number one striker. Eddie and Ketia, obviously the number two now. We've signed him to a new contract. So I'm happy with it. I, I think Jesus will be a, a valuable figure for this club. Premier League proven. Um, you know, after he signed with Arsenal, there were all these accounts saying he's never scored more than 15 Premier League goals in a season. Switching up on Jesus pretty quickly. But, you know, City fans love this guy. Um, they were very sad to see him go. Um, I, I think it'll be huge. And I'm very happy with it. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kyle? I, again, I said this on the episode. I'm happy with it. Um, it is, we needed a striker again, as you said, with the market where it was, if we wanted to get somebody else at us as a striker, it was going to cost us an arm, a leg and possibly a liver. Um, we were not, or a kidney most likely would have cost the kidney or half our liver. It would have been a lot. Um, so getting him for 45 gives us the flexibility to go and get more players Obviously, we've already got Fabio Vieira. We've got Marquinhos. We just officially announced Matt Turner. That finally happened. Everyone knew about it. It was one of those things that had been basically announced, um, just kind of waiting on the official announcement, whatever. Um, so we've got Turner now. We've got Aaron, uh, who is it, Austin Trusty, also coming from America as a defender. We've got a lot of players coming in. And getting him for just 45 rather than paying $80 million for, say, Darwin Nunez, because Darwin's, I believe, 80 plus 20, plus 20 million add-ons possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of paying 80 million for Darwin, we're paying 45, possibly 50 if add-ons kick in. Um, that means we have 35 million left over. Or and if we say we get all the add-ons and all Darwin's add-ons happen, we save 45 million euros for possibly Yuri Tillemans. We save 45 million euros to help with possibly Rafinha, who we'll discuss in a little bit. 45 million also probably gets you with Sandro Martinez. So paying 45 is a bargain, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, I definitely think so. Um, you mentioned Lissandro Martinez. We'll move on from the Gabriel Jesus talk um, and talk about Lissandro Martinez. It's our top defensive target, the 24-year-old. Um, Arsenal submitted a new bid, which is around 35 to 40 million pounds. Um, but Manchester United are still in for him. Um, and, uh, essentially United are waiting to up their bid. Um, they're preparing a 40 million, um, pound bid for Lisandro Martinez. Um, so Arsenal have uh, competition for that deal. And it is currently our, our main priority to get Martinez for cover. Um, we talked about him last week, someone that um, is very versatile. He's a left-sided center back, but he can also play at the left-back position, which would serve as great cover for Kieran Tierney and also in the midfield. So he's like, um, you know, we talked about uh, Zinchenko as being sort of a player that could play in, in those positions. Maybe not center back, but left-back. I would say more he's, he's similar to David Alaba. The Alaba yeah. for, for Austria plays CDM. But for Real Madrid, he's played center back. For Bayern, he was left back. He's very yeah. similar to that. He can play all three. You can use him and trust that he's going to play well rather than playing Granite Xhaka at left back and center back and saying, that's good. No, 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 no. Lissandro can actually do those things. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I think Arsenal, they submitted a second bid, a higher bid. Um, Ajax were looking for about $45 million, were the reports. But this latest bid from Arsenal is said to have tempted Ajax. Um, so I think it will be uh, a big deal if, if Arsenal are able 
um, to pull this one off. United, I don't think they're as advanced in talks as Arsenal are. Obviously, we've submitted two bids now. Um, the second, the first bid rejected, you know, just feeling it out, feeling out the market, and now uh, submitting the second bid. Um, so that has sort of, we, we're, we need to wait for more news on that. Nothing on personal terms yet, nothing on an accepted bid. Have to wait on what United say. We have to wait on what Ajax say. Um, back to that United bid, if that is being prepared. Um, but we talked about Lisandro Martinez last week, how he would fit into the side. And I think it would be a great addition if we're able to pull it off. And that is currently our number one priority. Agreed. And he would give us the ability to do what we want with the team. It would give Arteta the ability to interchange players. It provides cover in a lot of places for a lot of people. It provides cover for Kieran Tierney, who's hurt all the time. Provides cover for Xhaka. Um, if we play, if we do play an actual CDM, he provides cover at center back for Saliba and White and Gabriel and everybody. He gives a lot to this team and means you can tinker with it. You can play three at the back, put him on the side, and possibly say you've got again Tomiyasu. You can now have Tomi drop back into a right back role. Lissandro shifts out to a left back, and maybe Kieran Tierney is farther forward. Or you say you play a Martinelli at that left mid left backs kind of slot. Um, you get options. It gives you things to do. Normally you wouldn't be able to with, uh, with just a generic Rob holding back there. So mm-hmm. a positive thing. And again, it's not done yet. Nothing is confirmed. He's currently on holiday with the Argentinian national team. Um, that currently photos came out of him and Messi and the entire Argentina squad, Lautaro Martinez amongst others. Uh, on holiday enjoying their time off so i'm guessing he's currently having a nice relaxing time uh on his holiday which is well deserved um but hopefully he comes back and uh comes back to london that would be lovely to have happen um and meet his new teammates including gabriel jesus and fabio vieira i mean hey i would never say no to that absolutely and and with that we'll move on to what is going to be the brunt of our arsenal transfer talk um, oh because it folds <laughs> in folds in a lot of other clubs. Um, it's time to talk about Rafinha. So just to get people caught up on the Rafinha saga, um, Arsenal have, Arteta has reportedly been interested in Rafinha, seeing his play with Leeds. Um, Rafinha is a player I love, by the way. I think he would be. He's fantastic. He's, he's got so much flair, so good on the ball, um, was so important for Leeds in, in staying up as well. Um but Chelsea, Arsenal, the first bid submitted was around 50 million pounds, um, 55 million. Uh, Leeds wanted more, frankly, and Arsenal haven't bidded, uh, haven't submitted a second bid quite yet. Chelsea came in and bid, I think it was 65 million euros, um, and they have not agreed personal terms with Richarlison quite yet. And that is because four months ago, Richarlison agreed, pardon me, Rafinha Rafinha, did I say Richarlison twice? You did say Richarlison did. twice. Uh, Rafinha, we'll get to Richarlison in a second, Kyle. Rafinha agreed personal terms with Barcelona four months ago. Deco, his agent, um, former Barcelona player, former Chelsea player, has connections all over the place. Um, but currently, the situation is looking like Barcelona, who were pretty much completely out of the race because of funds, are now back in and looking to hijack the deal that Chelsea hijacked from Arsenal. So that is currently where we're at right now. That is currently where we're at, but I want to jump back a second to where 
Barcelona originally got kicked out of this deal, which was obviously, as you said, they had terms agreed with Rafinha and their original bid was, I believe, 35 million or something like that was what they were looking to pay for him. And then per a lot of media outlets, when Arsenal came in and did bid 50 million, at that point, Leeds were like, oh, well, we want more Barcelona. Apparently it was set 35 million. It was going to happen. And then we messed it up. So we possibly just doubled, if it ends up being 65 or 70, possibly just doubled Leeds' uh, money they're getting in for Rafinha. I want to give them, like, hey, give us some credit here. Give credit where credit's due. We just got you 35 million euros, okay? That's pretty and, strong and, right there. And Leeds are already riding high from, from selling Calvin Phillips to Manchester yeah, just City. Calvin, we didn't even discuss and, that last week. And, and when you sell to City, you can ask for pretty much whatever you want. They'll pay. Yeah, they got 45 so, for him. 70 yeah. for Rafinha, you've got 115 mil in the bank. That's got to feel real nice. Yeah, and essentially Rafinha's gone. Like, he's not staying at Leeds. There's no situation where that happens. But Barcelona are looking to swoop in and get this deal done because it's Rafinha's preferred destination. He wants to go to Barcelona over Arsenal or Chelsea. Obviously, Arsenal and Chelsea fans beefing over which, which player, which, which club Rafinha wanted to go to more. No need to argue about that when we know it's Barcelona. Um, that's I think that's his dream move um, to, to head to the Spanish club. But this saga, it's it's interesting because we, we've been all in, sort of all in for Rafinha. I, I mean, Arteta loves him. And Arsenal fans sort of had a little bit of a meltdown when, when Chelsea bid it a little bit more and it didn't look like we were uh, going to up that indications are that we probably will try and match it um but the talks are very far along with both barcelona and chelsea on personal terms um so just what i wanted to 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 go over is that you know we are going to lose out on transfer targets not everyone is going to come here i especially when when we're bidding so much for a player that's that's in demand like this I, i honestly think as much as I like Rafinha, just like you said, it was going to be a 35 million deal. And now it's a little bit of an overpay. It's not my money. So, I mean, it's when we're, when we talk about fees, I, I sort of put that as a lesser priority because I'm not the one spending the cash, right? If I yes. was, then maybe I would be a little bit more invested. We're not playing career mode here, Arjun. We're not yeah, playing exactly. career mode. Exactly. Um, who knows how much Stan's got in his pocket to spend this summer. Um, hey, clearly, he just won another championship. He just another, he won another one with the exactly. Colorado Avalanche. He can spare some money. Yeah, exactly. So just one thing that I wanted to talk about was just like Rafinha wasn't, isn't someone in a position that we desperately need right now. It's not really a position we need. It's just a player that we like a lot. Right? I, yes. And I think a lot of the fans frustration, which is where you kind of were at, is more of the fact that it did kind of come out of nowhere and all of a sudden it made it for this story of, Oh, if we get Fabio Vieira and we get Rafinha and we get Gabriel Jesus and Lissandra Martinez and Yuri Tillemans, all of a sudden we've had this like illustrious window and we kind of built ourselves up for a dream. Yeah. And all of a sudden this happens and then it was all of a sudden rumored, Oh, maybe Lissandra Martinez goes to United instead. And it was kind of one of those like, we all of a sudden, for no reason, were put on this the pedestal that we should never have been on because of a crazy, crazy transfer window, apparently. And 
because of being put there. Again, it's similar to what happened with the season where we didn't expect to be in the Champions League conversation. And then when we were and didn't get it, it was a big letdown. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it's almost the exact same with this is we thought we'd get Jesus and then that was going to be basically it. And we might got some random Frenchie, a random French second division team, because that's just what Arsenal does. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're spending 200 plus million euros in the summer for like 12 players. Like what? Yeah. It, it came out of nowhere. Our expectations got real high, real fast. We flew too close to the sun, Icarus. And now we're crashing back down to earth. Yeah, exactly. Um, just to close out the Rafinha discussion and go into maybe a little bit of a related subject. The final update from Fabrizio Romano, as of 10 hours ago, um, we're recording this on the night of Wednesday, the 29th. Um, so by tomorrow morning, there will probably be some more new news on this. Chelsea are currently waiting for Rafinha's answer. Been told Deco has direct talk with Chelsea scheduled tomorrow. Talks are still on. The fee is agreed, 60 million. Barcelona and Arsenal will try until the end. So Barcelona probably still in. Personal terms are, are still currently agreed. Um so that is currently where we're at. It doesn't look like Barcelona's in the driver's seat. I think Chelsea still are, but Barcelona are definitely creeping up trying to trying to hijack this bid. So now that it doesn't look like, uh, unless we get a huge surprise tomorrow morning, Kyle, it doesn't look like Arsenal will be getting Rafinha. Um, where do you want us to go from here? Where do I want us to go from here? I want us to go, Arjun, to a very special place. It's called London Colney. Um, I want the money to be saved that we were going to spend on Rafinha because we and we didn't really need him. I would rather save the money right now, reinvest it, possibly if we see a need come up in the winter window, then we use the money there. But if we don't, we keep the money and put all of it into new contracts for Gabriel Martinelli and Bukayo Saka. That's where I would go. They both have two years left on their deals. We need to lock them down for the next millennium. I would put whatever money you can from that 45 for Rafinha or 55, whatever it was, into their contracts. Plus, you also save it for the winter. That's that's where I'm at. I know it's the general diplomatic answer, which normally I don't have. Uh, As we know, I don't do diplomacy. Um, But in this case, I think it's the best case scenario. And also... Use the money for Yuri Tillemans. Use the money for Lissandro Martinez. Like, go yeah. do that. I'd rather – Rafinha was the luxury out of those deals. If he's the one we miss out on, I am totally okay with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, I think if we're still looking for cover out there on the right side for Bukayo Saka, because we ran him into the ground last year, we need someone else out there on the right side. We've got Nico Pepe, but he's fallen out of favor with Arteta. He's most likely going to be sold this this summer window. We don't know to who. We don't know for how much. There aren't really any rumors around Nico right now. Um, But if we want cover out there on the right and we're still looking to spend like we were for Rafinha, Serge Gnabry. That's a name. I would... I would I would give up my kidney for Serge Nabry to come to our back to Arsenal. That is Jeez. that is a name that is a name people have been tossing around a lot. It's it's said that Nabry may want to leave Bayern and obviously Arsenal. He he was an Arsenal player. He played for us um, in the past. Um, I don't know if he's quite the player Arteta's looking for, um, but it, if we're still looking for a high profile signing, a high profile winger. 
Nabry would be my number one. Otherwise, and I'll, say this, and I'll say this though, he would start. <laughs> he yeah, would exactly. Start. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the only thing I would I don't want to take away from Bukayo Saka's development because he was our best player last year. He'll probably continue to be our best player this year. He he should be starting a majority of games, which is why I was a little confused why we were going in for Rafinha. Um, that's the thing we we didn't need him. Yes, we needed cover as a at a winger. We didn't need to pay seventy million for cover yes. for a winger. I would yeah. much rather have paid fifteen million or twenty million for somebody. Or if we get Serge Gnabry, most likely he'd come on a deal because if he doesn't want to play for Bayern, he's got I believe a year left or something not yeah. long left. So they'd want to sell him and get what they can for him. I mean, I would have taken that all day. And yeah, he would have started. And if we kept that same formation we did most of last season, that 4-2-3-1, rather than going to that 4-3-3, it would have been Jesus, Saka, Odegaard, and Nabry as a front four. And I mm-hmm. would have been totally okay with that. Yeah. Um, I think where I see us going after this is uh, reinvesting back into Telemans, like you said. And maybe using Fabio Vieira as that cover on the right. He can play that position. That's not his main position, but he can go out there. Um, Whether that's where Arteta envisions him playing, probably not because we were going for Rafinha so heavily. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. um, They they clearly see a need to, to not play Bukayo soccer for 50 matches, right? Like there's five substitutions Arteta's clock that we are going for depth, um, which is why we went for Rafinha. So I think um, it'll be interesting to see where we pivot after this deal gets done, whether he goes to Chelsea or Barcelona or whether he ends up with us. I agree. Um, And I also am interested by Reese Nelson. That is the one I'm intrigued by because mm -hmm. he's back at the club. Now we could very easily sell him off. I don't know how much we could get for him. um, That I'd guess somewhere in that 15 to 20 range would be my assumption based on general guessing Mm -hmm. um but maybe instead we keep him we use him for cover if we can get rid of pepe we do because i don't see reese as a horrible backup option because at that point you'd have reese saka martinelli odegaard smith rowe and vieira that can play those wing spots and that doesn't sound horrendous i mean that gives you cover it gives you a decent chunk of wiggle room at least and if you get yuri he could play in that weirdly advanced not number 10 role but he could play similar to what kdb kind of does at times like he can play that weird role where it doesn't really make sense um the rover the rover he goes forward he makes forward passes he makes things happen he could do that so if we don't reinvest in a winger and we don't buy a, another player to put on that right, if we keep Reese and we get Yuri, I think we can at least survive until the winter window and then reevaluate there. Yeah, exactly. And just just with with what you brought up with Reese Nelson and the possibility of selling him or keeping him as cover, Reese Nelson's market value according to transfer market is around five million pounds. Nico That's Pepe's low. Nico Pepe's market value is at around 25 million pounds. Oh my God. So obviously we bought Pepe for, I think it was 70 mil. 72. Um, 
72, yes. And, and, and I know his, that exact number. <laughs> his value has plummeted. I think he's our record record signing. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Obviously, that hasn't panned out as well as we'd like it to. Fell out of favor with Arteta. Um, has sort of been relegated to that super sub. Um, but I think if Pepe doesn't get sold, that he is going to have to be the cover. Um, that's sort of inevitable unless we buy someone, um, which if the Rafinha deal doesn't go through, I don't envision us going back in for another winger. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting that this Rafinha interest sort of popped up out of nowhere. Um, it, it sort of turned the entire transfer window on its head. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting discussion. It's three huge clubs, Barcelona, Chelsea, Arsenal, all in for this guy. Um, but I'd like to pivot as well, um, going into wider Premier League discussion, but sticking with Chelsea. If Barcelona do end up hijacking this deal, they still have options. So Chelsea mm-hmm. are sort of in a win-win. Um, if Rafinha makes his way to Barcelona, Barcelona are inevitably going to have to sell somebody. And that somebody is Usman Dembele. And Dembele has been rumored to Chelsea. If Chelsea lose out on Rafinha, Dembele would be the next man up. But another name that's been tossed around in the last week is Neymar, which is absolutely insane. Neymar to Chelsea, um, not as legitimate as these others, but Thiago Silva obviously trying to leverage his position, Brazilian teammates, good friends, um, trying to leverage his position uh, in order to bring Neymar to Stamford Bridge. I don't see it happening. Neymar may want to leave PSG because just the way that club is run, Neymar may not be happy with. And Chelsea would be a fresh start. It'd be his first time playing in the Premier League. It's an interesting proposition, but I think we we talk more about Dembele here if the Rafinha deal doesn't go through. Well, let's say – so – we're saying this as if firstly Dembele is a free agent, I believe. So he can do what he wants. It's more just his contract is exorbitant. He's going to want a lot. There's been rumors. He's going back to Barcelona. There's rumors. He's going to PSG. I mean, Dembele is going to end up where Dembele wants to. And people forget how good this guy is when he's healthy. I mean, he is one of the better wingers in the world when he's actually healthy. So yes, you're paying a lot for him uh, in terms of contract, but it balances out with not having to pay a fee, which helps. Um, but Chelsea buying Neymar, I'm sorry, but it would make zero sense. I, I just, not even just contractually, just in terms of players. Because let's say you buy Sterling and you get Rafinha, then you get Neymar. You already have who? You have Hudson Adoy. You already have Pulisic. Um, you technically have Ziyech, even though he's probably already going to be sold. At that point, you have I'm, – I'm forgetting, like, 10 other wingers, Arjun, but you can tell me who else I'm forgetting. I know I'm forgetting, like, 30 players at this point. Well, I mean, in that, in that front line for Chelsea, they've still got Kai Havertz. They've still got Mason Mount, who play pretty oh, much sorry. anywhere up top. Sorry, forgot about Kai Havertz. Forgot about him. Forgot about Mason Mount. Forgot he was a player. Uh, yeah. Technically, then, Timo Werner plays in the wing. Yep. Like, they – there's this all this discussion of, oh, Todd Boley buying the club. They want to – reinvest and get a new starting road starting front line and we'll discuss their striker in a second but i if you if you get neymar you don't get rafinha and you don't get sterling but both of those deals look essentially as we said to be done by now so it makes absolutely no sense 
Um, my guess is that Neymar was more of a PSG are offering him around to try and get rid of him. And it came up to bully because he's the new owner with the new influx of cash. He was like, oh, would we be interested in Neymar? And my guess is Thomas Tuchel said, uh, screw that. <laughs> uh, I don't think he wants round two with Neymar anytime soon. So that is my best guess. I don't see a reunion happening with Neymar and Tuchel. I, I think most can agree to that. Yeah. Uh, I do see Chelsea completing the Sterling deal for however much it is. City are just making money now, which is weird to hear City making money in the window. That if they sell Jesus to us, which is done, that pays for Calvin Phillips, and they'll make money from Sterling. They'll end up buying – they want Holland. So Sterling's deal pays for Holland. It's – and Sterling, the Sterling deal, he is being sold for even less than Jesus was to us. That's a great deal for Chelsea. Raheem Sterling is still a top quality player. Um, and with them trying to reinvent that front three, like they try to do every season, it seems like um, they're on their way to doing it. And, and it'll be an interesting Chelsea Um also in Chelsea news, you know, obviously they lost uh, Tony Rudiger. They obviously lost Andreas Christensen. They lost Aspilicueta. They lost Marcos Alonso. They have a lot of work to do at the back. Currently, the top targets for Thomas Tuchel at the back are Matthias Delecht from Juventus, the Dutchman, and Nathan Ake. So they're trying to do the double on City, get Sterling and Ake to Stamford Bridge. Um that's the, that's the Chelsea rumors. They've pretty much been linked to every top center back because they have the money to pay and they need one really badly. Um, losing Rudiger. They've got Thiago Silva still performed really well, but he's not getting any younger. Um, they still play that three at the back system. They need more cover back there. And Arjuna, if I'm not mistaken, firstly, Delict would cost a arm and a leg to buy. He would cost a lot of money to get from Juventus. He's yes. one of the, still one of the better young center backs in the world. He's like 23 He's going to cost a lot to get. Um, but on top of that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they had Nathan Ake, and then they sold him to Bournemouth, and then they sold him to City, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's one pre-Tuchel, their... that's pre-Tuchel yes. though, so it's not on him. He, I know, he wants but him still, back. I think it's funny seeing the players Chelsea has in their 200-plus player loan system and then sells on and then yeah. buys back later for a billion pounds. Um, see Nathan Ake. See LOL Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, see Romelu Lukaku. Like, some of these deals are absurd. Um, they sold Tomori like a season ago. Yeah. I mean, they're, they could have they could have used Tomori as well. He would have been good right now as well. Yeah. Uh, as you said, it's. Seeing this happen is funny. And yes, they're spending this money at their wingers. They also now have a role, uh, uh, opening at striker as the deal with Lukaku to Inter Milan on a season long loan was confirmed. Um, yep. And it was by Inter Milan. So Chelsea paid 125, whatever it was, million dollars for Lukaku. And then one season ago, and just sold him back on loan a season later. To Inter Milan, I, I, I think that it's karma. It's yeah. funny. It's honestly, it makes it makes me happy. It makes me smile. Yeah. 
and and we we discussed it last week. Is that the worst transfer in Premier League history? Up listen there. to our <laughs> listen Up to our, our whole discussion about that uh, on last week's episode. Um, but yeah, uh, Lukaku official announced this morning. A um, couple more things I wanted to go over: Lewandowski to Barca. There's a new bid submitted by Barcelona. Um, it's up to forty million. Um, so he is one of their big targets. Um, obviously Lewandowski is done at Bayern. He wants to leave. Um, and Barcelona is the main target. Chelsea were rumored to be in for Lewandowski, but that sort of has fizzled out. Um, so that deal is almost done. Frankie de Jong to Man United. The fee is agreed upon 85 million euros, 65 million guaranteed, 20 million add-ons. But the hard part is the personal terms. Frankie de Jong doesn't really want to leave Barcelona and um, I'm not sure how much he wants to go to United. He's obviously got Ten Hag there, um, someone he's played for, but it's it's going to be an interesting thing to see how United navigate the personal terms on that deal, especially with them going in for Lisandro Martinez as well um, amid all of that. United fans obviously a little bit upset that nothing's been done so far this summer, um, but De Jong is soon. They also signed um, a left back this morning, I believe. Malasia. Yes. Uh, who they hijacked um, from, I believe it was Crystal Palace. Yes, Tyrell um, Malasia. Um, the deal is done. Uh, it's about 17 million euros. Um, so that, I think, is United's first official deal this summer. Um, United more... going full, full Dutchman in, yes. the, in the window. Yes. Um, they've already got Donny van de Beek there. Um, now they're getting Malasia, looking for De Jong. And if Martinez happens, that's someone else played for Ajax. They're, they're trying to get the Ajax connection in there. Um, finally, um, we, will, we will close out with our rivals to the north, um, Tottenham. Uh, they have agreed to a deal with Richarlison. And this is a really interesting one. Richarlison, someone that um, was rumored to Barcelona, was also rumored to Chelsea. Um, I think Arsenal had a little bit of um, leeway in there too. But Richarlison, full agreement on personal terms. The fee is agreed upon as well. It's all but done um, with Richarlison to Tottenham. We were talking about this before we started, Kyle. This deal doesn't make sense for any of the parties involved. No, it makes no, it makes the it makes the least sense for Tottenham, and it makes the least sense for Richarlison because Richarlison yeah. going there. We discussed this off before we started, as you said. Um, realistically, Tottenham is playing three three up front. They're playing Kane. They're playing Son. They're playing Kulusevski. That's not changing. Like I wouldn't change that. If they signed Rafinha, which they wanted, I would not take out Kulisevsky for him. I'm sorry. Kulisevsky fit perfectly up there. He mm-hmm. was a dynamo at right at that right wing, right forward spot. I wouldn't take him out for anybody. So all of a sudden, you want to sign Rafinha. Makes no sense for them. Now you want to sign Richarlison. The thing they've had a the problem with, which has been noted by basically everybody and their mother, is they don't have a backup striker behind Harry Kane. Son can play that striker role, but he's not now an out striker. That's not what he does best. He's best playing off the shoulder of a striker like he does with Kane currently. What he does right now is perfect for him. It's his perfect role. He's not a striker. Richarlison has played striker 
Everton used him as a striker, but he's more of that left forward like San is and the flip side of what Kulusevsky is. So he's not going to play. That's just, he's not getting past any of those three into the front line. Mm-hmm. And you add on to it, they already have off the bench, they have, I believe we said, Lucas Mora. They just signed Ivan Perisic. So you've got two other backup wingers already. Is Richarlison your backup striker? And they're paying how much for him? Like, I think Everton want more than 50 mil. And, and that's, around, that's around his market value as well. Um, transfer market has Richarlison's market value at 48 million euros. So Everton want just a little bit more than that. But at that point, just go by Tammy Abraham instead. I mean, that makes no sense. I'm so I'm sorry. It makes it makes no sense. And if you were Charleston, yeah, Everton had possibly the worst season known to man last year. But if you want to get in the squad for Brazil for the World Cup, I don't think going and sitting on Spurs bench is something that's good for you. One would assume, yeah, especially exactly. with Brazilians playing like they are right now. Martinelli's playing really well. He could earn his way into the squad. You've got just in the Prem alone, him. You've got Jesus at Arsenal now. All Rafinha. Rafinha's playing his way. Like You've got a lot of players playing their way into that squad. If you take – and obviously Tottenham is a bigger club than Everton. But going to Everton, from Everton to Tottenham's bench, in my head, is a step down. It yeah. makes no sense. And if you're Everton, you're selling off the only player who did anything for you last season, the only spark of joy – Yes, selling him off is great. Who are they going to reinvest it in? There's yeah, not a player. They don't need a striker because they have Calvert-Lewin. What winger do they buy? I, I don't – like, are they going to buy? Apparently, they want Danjuma, um, which that sounds cool. They use the money from Richarlison for him. But, like, how much does it do for you? Because you have a lot yeah. of other problems that we don't have to discuss today. But it's just – for no party involved, does it make sense? Yeah. Looking from the Everton perspective, um, I think it makes the least sense for Richarlison and then a little less, a little more sense for Tottenham and a little more sense for Everton. But in the end, it doesn't work for anybody because Everton are going to get a good, uh, a good hefty sum for Richarlison, but that's their best player. And Everton are not known in recent years to be a very well-run club, right? No. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, no. they wouldn't reinvest that money into improving the team. They would probably make a couple, you know, $15 million midfielder deals. Uh, and that would be that. I don't think Everton would reinvest the money very well. If you're Everton, if you're an Everton fan losing Richarlison, I, I wouldn't be too happy at all. And like we said, I think like with Kane's son and Kulishevsky, Richarlison's a great player. That's why he's going for so much, but he would be Tottenham's fourth best attacker. Um, going from the best player on a team to the fourth best in the front line itself. Um, just a very odd deal for everyone all around. And I, I think I'd feel the same way, even if I wasn't an Arsenal fan, just ripping on Tottenham. But I, I mean, if you look at it reasonably well, I think it's not outrageous to say that Tottenham have the best front three in the Premier League, Son, Kane, and Kulishevsky. Why bring in Richarlison into that, right? You, you do need depth, right? The five substitutions, you do need depth. 
But spending that much money on a player like Richarlison, uh, someone who, like you said, looking to get into the Brazil team, it's just odd. And um, the the fee is still uh, in talks. I said it was agreed upon. The fee is still in talks. Personal terms are done, though. Um, one more uh, deal for Spurs is they are signing, looking to sign uh, Clement Longley, um, French center back from Barcelona on loan. As someone who's seeing Longley play, I'm very happy Tottenham are signing him. Hot garbage. Hot yeah. garbage. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Obviously, they feel they need cover at the back. Um, Christian Romero was uh, outstanding for them last season, but you know they've got Eric Dyer, Diamonds, and Sanchez um, needed some more center back cover, and they're not exactly improving on it. So they may have a better front line than us. But we have a much better back line than them. And yes, that makes totally agreed, <laughs> and that makes me happy. Very, very happy. Yep. So. That will probably round out our discussion on transfers this week. Um, we will be back next week talking about um, what is next for Arsenal, what has gone around, gone um, along around the Premier League. Um, the Rafinha deal will likely be done. De Jong to United might be finished as well. And, as, and um, the fallout from the Rafinha deal, um, Lewandowski to Barcelona, Dembele to Chelsea, all of that, the dominoes are waiting to fall in this next week. Um, but for now, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Arjun. That's been Kyle. And we will see you next time. Peace.